We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. What's up, everybody? Welcome back. Another week of the NFL Food for Thought podcast right here on rotogrinders.com. I am Justin Carlucci, a.k.a. The Luch, and I'm alongside of Will Priester, a.k.a. Chief Justice. What's going on, buddy? How are you? Doing good, man. Uh, when you hear that sigh, it almost feels like uh, a bad story is coming, but a bad story isn't coming. Just wish I had a a better night and, and on the prop land. I just, I'm going to be honest with you, people, just okay night, but nothing spectacular, you know, and uh, we power on. You know, most people are grinding their DK showdowns, and I, I usually do a little showdown on Monday, but uh, mostly, man, I'm, I'm prop grinding, and uh, it, it just isn't, hasn't come together yet. The cool thing about the prop game is, as long as there's a game alive, you got a shot to do something special every night. Every night, you got a shot. And so that's where I am right now. Um, I do have a shot here late. I've got some 
And, and I'll tell you guys what I have. Let's just lead in with that since we're talking props. This isn't NFL. This is NBA. But I took uh, Anthony Davis over 25 and a half real points with a Nikola Vucevic list um, uh, Chicago Bulls team. I took Norman Powell over 16 and a half points. And, and I did that because I, I did some speculation, figured they might be out. Dame could still like not play the whole game. So I uh, took Lonzo Ball under 13 and a half points is the Lakers, but hasn't just, you know, he's not that, that guy on this team. Cause they got the two main scores took CJ McCollum over 34 and a half fantasy points, FanDuel scoring. And I took Pascal Siakam over 34 and a half fantasy points. And so look, the night is still young. This could very well be uh, the shaker for the moneymaker, you know? And uh, I'm going to ask this this, uh, five-pick flex to shake your moneymaker, shake your moneymaker. I need to shake a few dollars out, you know what I mean? Uh, And then I got a little second half action as well for NFL. So, And guess what? Robbie Gold is coming up. And uh, let's see. Come on, Robbie. This is a 50-yard attempt. We get this, we're, we're home. My God, he hit it. Robbie Gold, ladies and gentlemen, has crushed not only his second-half prop, but his full-game prop, which was at six-and-a-half. Unbelievable. Thank you, Robbie Gold. You may have just helped us put a few more dollars in the bank. Behind-the-scenes look at the action of the Chief grinding the prop life, which he's heavily invested in, puts out a ton of great content, which is a beautiful segue. Because, no, you're tuned into the right pod. It's not an NBA podcast. But, of course, the Chief and I have a long history with DFS NBA and talking about it together. But congratulations to you, my friend, because if you are a, hear me out, Roto-Grinder subscriber, but a, it's a free Discord room, is that right? For your Listen. new, your new, yeah. uh, your new avenue here. So, Tell everybody, what do you got going on on the Roto-Grinders Discord now, Will Priester? Yeah, listen, appreciate that, Luch. It's called Chiefs Prop Shop. And uh, basically, man, we are talking props, uh, everything. Like I was telling Luch, you know, before the pod, we kick it off in the morning with eSports. eSports is going to start at 3 a.m. Eastern time today. And I'm going to be placing those props in after this podcast for anybody that wants to hop in there. Those props will go in, and guess what happens, folks? Esports go all day up until about five or six o'clock, so we get to wake up to money to green. I go to sleep. I'm not thinking about it. I wake up, you know, I record a video or something. I say, "Oh yeah, let's see how esports is going." I check it. We do well, great. If not, guess what? Esports typically has a match going on every hour on the hour. So we've got so many chances to take bullets. And then what I like to do, I kind of group mine together. Um, you know, typically there's two or three matches per hour. Anyway, that's that's the esports portion, but we're talking underdog. We're talking thrive. We're talking a whole lot of prize picks. You guys know I love thrive picks, prize picks and thrive fantasy. Talking thrive fantasy. Love their props over there. Um, so we're doing all of that. And it's fun, man. It's a community. 
Uh, we're all feeding off of each other. Um, I don't know it all, right? And that, that's, I'll tell you that right now. I don't know it all, but what I do know, I contribute. I'm contributing a whole lot of esports, mainly CSGO. Uh, we've got a guy in there that's a little bit, you know, pretty familiar with Rocket League. So he's going to do a little bit of that in there. Uh, but I'm dropping NBA, I'm dropping NFL, I'm dropping CSGO or CSGO. And uh, that's, those are my specialties for now. That's what I'm contributing to Chiefs Prop Shop. And here's the tagline, come chop it up in the prop shop, like a chop shop. Get it? little play. Anyway, come join us, folks. Tons of fun. Uh, a lot of other contributors are in there. Dean's dropping his picks in there. Britt Devine's dropping his picks. Stevie's dropping his stuff. Dan, I'm sure, is going to keep crushing college football. He dropped some stuff in for college football this weekend. We made some money. Like, listen, man, it's the reason I love this prop game is, guess what, Luch? Me and you don't have to try to split a million dollars. We're literally competing together to try to take this thing, our bankrolls, to the next level. I call it the joint sweat. And there's nothing better than the joint sweat, Luke. Let me tell you, because we can all root for each other. We're all rooting for each other. It's fantastic. Come hang out in the prop shop. It's free. It's free. Great stuff, man. And, uh, of course, if you want some more uh, betting info and picks, uh, we are frequently on Scores and Odds. A lot of us putting our picks on there throughout the week as well. So um, there are a ton of opportunities to check out what we got going on. And collectively, uh, I think our team's great. Can't can't say enough good things about the people we have, the content we put out, uh, and the prop shop is an awesome new addition to uh, what we have going on at Roto Grinders here. So awesome stuff. And, uh, you know, you joked earlier, you might have to put some office hours up there. So uh, you get a little bit of a breather, but uh, you are very active in the prop shop. So you want to pick the chief's brain a little bit, you know, check out the discord channel uh, and, you know, see a little bit of the behind the scenes of, you know, what chief and company, myself included, most likely I'll probably pop in there and see what the method is behind the madness. You know, why we look at the things, we look at to uh, make these selections, but uh, keep up the success with prize picks and thrive and everything, my friend. And uh, let's talk about some NFL football. Where do you want to, be- where do you want to begin? You, you, you kick well, this off. Give us some elephants in the room here for the well, first segment. This isn't an elephant in the room, but I, I couldn't be more happy that the Panthers have Cam Newton back in the building. Cam is not an MVP quarterback. Okay. But it's, to me, it's kind of like Peyton Manning getting retired by the Indianapolis Colts, right? Retired, you know, retired with Indianapolis. Kobe retiring with the Lakers. You know, if LeBron would go back to Cleveland, you know, for a day, get a day contract and retire. Like Cam Newton has been the Panthers since he's been there. I mean, he he's he's always bled blue, man. You know, he you know keep pounding like. So I'm, I'm pretty pumped that Cam is back. Not and and supposedly they're going to work him into starting this week. Wow. Uh, I just I'm excited. I, I'm ex- I think Joe Brady's can get something out of Cam Newton in this passing. Game. I hope. Right. Um, we saw Robbie Anderson come alive a little bit. I mean, he got he got over 20, 20 yards receiving. Hey, small baby steps here, baby steps. DJ Moore, we're going to see where his target share is. We're going to see where Christian McCaffrey is. But 
Christian McCaffrey's back. The defense is coming together. Can the Panthers get into the wild card? Maybe. I mean, Tampa Bay lost again. The Saints didn't win. You're welcome. I mean, we, we've got a shot here. Like, you know what I mean? It's, back in the mix with Cam Newton. It's just a little jolt of electricity. Yeah. I Listen, mean, I'm, I'm excited for a and, little RPO game with McCaffrey and Newton. And, right? and we're at home this week. Bit. We're at home this week against the Washington football team. The hot Washington football team. Listen, I don't care how hot they are. You don't think Ron wants to try to punish Cam and Cam wants to try to punish Ron? Man, we have storylines upon storylines in that game. <laughs> so I, I'm really excited. Uh, so that, that's kind of just – I want to kick this off with that, prop shop and that. And uh, I think the biggest elephant in the room here – and we, and I think we touched on this a little bit last week, if I, if I can remember, a little bit last week. No team is safe this season. It's insane. You look at you look at a you know. So we saw the Cowboys have a meltdown against the Denver Broncos. I mean, a meltdown, the, the meltdown of all meltdowns. And they come this week and hang forty plus on the Falcons, forty plus. And it's like, hey, we're still okay. Don't don't worry. Well, Baltimore. They have a football game that they had to play. And Luch, things did not go their way. What in the world? Uh, just a meltdown, to say the least, against the Miami Dolphins. Okay? The Tampa Bay Buccaneers have a meltdown against the Washington football team. The Pittsburgh Steelers, no oh. big Ben, no big Ben, no big Ben. I'm gonna oh. now. First of all, you know what I've said about Big Ben. It is time, and I do still think it's time. Oh. But I gotta believe oh, yeah. if Ben Roethlisberger plays this game, they beat the Lions. Okay, I'm I'm I'm, I'm gonna give Ben put some respect on his name because I've been calling Ben out. But if he plays, you gotta think they beat the Lions. And I think they said, hey, this is, the, this is the game where we can make up an injury and give him a break. It's the Lions. And it ends in a tie. 16-16. Najee Harris says, and I quote, I didn't even know we could end in a tie. Wow. A story for another day. Um, the New Orleans Saints. Trevor Simeon, go to Tennessee. Uh, don't win. Thank you. Thank, thank you, Luch. I appreciate it. We need that. Cleveland Browns going to Foxborough and get waxed. Okay? Waxed. And look, look, and look, people, I'm going down the list for a reason. I want you to see all of these anomalies. No team is safe. Buffalo thought it might have been a trap game, and they come out and just, you know, say, hey, we're still here. A week after their meltdown. Yeah. Their meltdown was last week. Every team is, is see, I don't see, I don't, the, the Titans were the original laughing stock of the league. They had the first meltdown, but it's against passed the Jets. Now. But not only is it passed, every team is having a one head scratcher and they move on. How do you respond? You, you can tell a lot by the, by the response. And uh, you're right. Keep going down. You got any more down that list? There? Oh, I do. You, go, you go know, ahead. I do. Go ahead. There's, there's one big one. 
I kick this thing off with the Panthers. Mm-hmm. They go into Arizona. No Kyler Murray. I get it. Hey, I'm, I'm not overlooking some of the obvious things here. <laughs> Excuse me. But they go to, But not only do they win, Luke, it's not like we win like 18 to 15 or 17 to 16. <laughs> like we hang 30 on them. Large margin. First game cam is back. Just incredible. Uh, the Seahawks and, and the Green Bay Packers. I mean, just kind of a slow dragging game. And then you look and Aaron Rodgers is almost at 300. Last but not least here. And I think this is this is the big one to me. Kansas City with their interesting offensive compilation of just bad offensive play, bad defensive play for a large stretch, go into Las Vegas and absolutely embarrass the Raiders organization. What in the world are we, what in the world is happening here? I mean, just anomaly after anomaly after anomaly. And then you go to this week and you say, okay, Who's going to get get it this week? Because it's coming. Some team that's not supposed to lose is going to lose. I don't know who it is. I can't tell you which team it is. But one of these teams is going to lose. And then we've got, as you've already talked about pre-show, we've got the, the granddaddy of them all on this slate. The Dallas Cowboys are going into Kansas City. I'm going to stop right there, Luke, let you, you know, chime in here. But last week was just – it was rough. And this week is going to be even more interesting. The league is so good. I mean, once you have a consistent showing of anomalies, they don't become anomalies anymore. What did we say last week? We're stuck in a space-time continuum. It's the only reasonable explanation we have left. Space-time continuum. It's the only reasonable explanation we have left. But I think it's a testament to the competitiveness of the league, the margin, the the, the gap, the skill gap is, is minimal. The bad teams are good. They can show up once in a while every couple of weeks. It reminds me of March Madness. Couple, you know, last year it was wide open, uh, but it wasn't bad basketball. It was good hoops. I'm kind of feeling that same way uh, watching the NFL, and it's a treat to watch because I said it before. That's why it's so addicting because it's one surprise after another. I, I, I will say this: it's a week to week league. Oh, that's what they're saying. Pat on the back to the Tennessee Titans for finding ways to win these ball games. Saints did not have their starting quarterback, but Trevor Simeon is a borderline, like, you know, top 30, 35 quarterback. No Alvin Kamara. I understand. Still have a pretty good defense. New Orleans, really good front seven there. Still got Marshawn Lattimore. Well, the Tennessee Titans, they're on pace to have the most players rostered in any season in NFL history. That is how many injuries they have had. They are well on pace to break that record. 
it was ugly. But the Titans, of course, do not have Derrick Henry. Season's over without Derrick Henry. Ha. 2-0 since that. In this league, when anybody can lose, I will gladly take that victory over the New Orleans Saints as a Titans fan. Defense looks pretty good, all things considered. A lot of talk about that defense, finally. Marcus Johnson, big day. Shout out to Mr. Tuttle for touting Marcus Johnson. Having the cojones to tout Marcus Johnson on not one, but two Roto Grinders video audio products. Mr. Tuttle I, saying Marcus Johnson. What a call. I, I, listen, I, I'm just impressed with the way the culture that Vrabel has really uh, put together here in Tennessee. I'm enjoying this eight and two run. Whenever, whenever the run ends, the run ends. But uh, I'm enjoying watching a team figure out ways to win in this wacky league after everybody said they were a joke after the Jets game ripped off six straight. It's fun. It's fun. That was look. That was fun. Don't get me started on Marcus Johnson. Heck of a call by Tuttle. More importantly, uh, A.J. Brown just destroying my props over the weekend. I mean, I had him at over five and a half receptions, which I thought was very fair considering the situation. And, uh, well, you know, just didn't work. He didn't care about that. They, all they care about is winning, and they should. But man, we got we got to find ways to be better. AJ Brown can't have one catch. We can't do that. And, and you, you're going to be the lead dog receiver. And hey, but that's that's story for the other day. Titans got the win. Congrats, Luch. Congrats. It's I'm enjoying it while we have it. If Derrick Henry comes back in the postseason to any capacity, he will be welcomed with open arms. <laughs> we will see what happens. I will say this, Chief. That long list of injuries with the, the, the Titans have been dealing with. Bud Dupree got hurt. First defensive drive. Taylor Luan was in and out of the game again. In that first quarter of that game, Chief, A.J. Brown took a nasty shot on the sideline. Legal clean hit. It's so hard to play safety in the NFL. Clean hit. Just nasty. And it took him about 40 seconds to get up off his knees. I think that might have a little something to do where they stopped feeding A.J. Brown. I do not think he was okay. If he has a good week of practice, what do we say? That's a prop you go right back to the well on. Oh, man. you know it. But because volume. they may drop it to four and a half. And, and I'm like, it. thank you. And, and I appreciate back, it. Back-to-back weeks, they play the Rams. They play the Saints. Arguably two top five defenses in the league. And they had the Houston Texans this week, my friend. So You know what that means? L, is this it? Is this the game? Is this the game? Just, just let me know now, so I don't oh, have to waste gosh. four hours on Sunday. I would prepare for the L. Oh, don't and, tell and, me that. And enjoy the W. Let's go with that. Prepare oh. for the L. Enjoy the W. Okay. Two more games. I think we need to spend a little more time on. Whew. Big Mac, Mac Attack, the New England Patriots are grooving. Yeah, I mean, everybody's got them as a dark horse to get a wild card spot. So we will uh, see how this goes. What's the biggest news? By the way, 
two podcasts ago, I said New England was making the playoffs and they're going to win a game. But you're skipping the biggest story from that New England game, Chief. The biggest headline. What's the biggest headline in that game? Plenty of them. I was, I was hoping Joey Bosa was going to get a sack. And uh, he had his hands all over Matt Stafford. And Matt Stafford just bread loafs the ball. Gosh. What's the biggest story? In that Talk New England me. game. Well, I'll tell you. I'll tell you what that biggest story is. Jacoby Myers scored his first NFL touchdown. Well, absolutely. That's the, story. the biggest story. Yeah, we, we we all were talking about this over the Twitter spear and the Discord spear, the Slack spear. I think we started that. I think we started that when we had the trivia with Andre on the show. And yeah. it kind of people started to notice. So um oh speaking of not not to make this about the prop shop, but we will have Chiefs trivia during the week and today's trivia question was you know uh, the person that guessed my birth month would get a free comfy t-shirt and we did have someone guess it only after a few guesses which was cool and uh so they're going to be getting one in the mail but yeah we're gonna have some chiefs trivia we're going to give away t-shirts we're going to give away a week free of sao premium that's going to be big. Uh, and we do have some guys that crank out some winners, me included, Carlucci included, Grant included, you know, Beansy included. Trust me, we, we've got some some heavy hitters. So mm-hmm. uh, it, it's going to be good. For sure. Uh, okay. <laughs> Where do the Browns go from here? What, what do you do? Uh, and is New England for real, for real? Because they are just playing some sound NFL football right now. Whew. What are the Cleveland Browns, Chief? Um, possibly dead. <laughs> you, you might be on to something. You might be on to something. I mean, Baker Mayfield goes down. Nick Chubb had COVID. Beckham demanded his release. Kareem Hunt's still on the shelf. Mm-hmm. You have a good offensive line, but I mean, where do you go from here? I mean, I did not expect us to be talking about the Browns as possibly the odd team out. And, um, you know, they have an opportunity to get back on track against the Lions, but the Browns are closing out their year with at Baltimore, at home against Baltimore, back to back after a bye sandwich between the Ravens games are a bye week, but awful scheduling. So they go Ravens by Ravens, Raiders, Packers, Steelers, Bengals. Whoo, that is not good. <laughs> yeah, rough, rough. But hey, we're, we're going to figure out where the Bengals are this week. They got to go into town and face the Raiders. And I'm telling you right now, that might be the game. That might be the secret game of the week while everybody's looking at. And we, we don't, I'm not skipping ahead the recipe of success, for success. I'm not skipping ahead. But I'm telling you, the Bengals Raiders game could very well be the game that no one talks about. But it's like the showcase, right? Like it, it, it very well could be the game. And I'm, you know, I'm already uh, getting into some, uh, some, some, uh, some prices here. Derek Carr is fifty nine hundred again. Hunter Renfro is fifty eight hundred again. Uh, I think that's what he was last week, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yeah, I can't. No, no, no. They were on showdown, so he didn't count. Um. Darren Waller is 6,100. 
Joe Mixon, 76, Josh Jacobs, 6K. Uh, but this could be a big game of the week because this game should have some scoring. It should have some scoring. If nothing else, Joe Burrow is going to be pushing it down the field to his running mate, Jamar Chase, along with, as we always talk about on the Blitz show, T. Higgins, who keeps getting targeted and finally had an okay game. But if you look at this game log, 15 targets week seven, six targets week eight, eight targets week nine, seven targets week nine, six targets week six. The big game is a coming. Could it be this week? T. Higgins, everybody. Could very well be. I like that call quite a bit. Um, another elephant in the room for me is I, I talked about a couple weeks ago that I don't know what the Chargers are, and I still don't know what they are after this brutal loss to Minnesota, which drops them to five and four. A big takeaway from that is, is Mike Williams playing hurt? Potentially. Or is he regressing? I don't know. Either way, he's not nearly involved as he was in the beginning of the season. And Last do you week, think this is correlating to losses? It, it, it could be, but I also think they have enough playmakers on that team to get by. Yeah. Uh, we're talking about the Vikings. You know, we're talking about some of these head scratchers. But just to point out, I mean, I, I'm, I'm begging for a Mike Williams rebound game as much as the next guy is. But post bye week here, week mm-hmm. eight, 14% of the target market share. Week nine, 13%. And week 10, respectable 18%. But earlier in the year, he had some real spike weeks. I mean, he was averaging 19% of the target market share throughout the entire year, which goes to show you, you know, the work he was getting in the beginning. I mean, week five, 37%. Week three, 27% of the target market share. Um, and I know if I go back even further, if this ever loads, uh, those numbers were also uh, pretty high in the first couple of weeks as well. Let's see. I'll bring it up right here. Um, anyway, but in in comparison, yeah, exactly. Week one, 26%. Week two, 25%. Week three, 27%. post bye week, he's in the teens, man. And that's kind of going hand-in-hand with Keenan Allen's spike in work. I don't, I don't think there's a coincidence here. 32% I mean, Keenan Allen week eight, 34% week nine, 33% week 10. I, that, you just got to keep playing Keenan Allen at this point. There is something happening there between these two Chargers receivers who are often very popular in tournaments and cash games alike. So keep playing Keenan Allen. I, I think something's up with Mike Williams. I'm, I'm not – I'm not about to play the regression train here because we weren't even sure what he was to begin the season. So that was kind of one of my takeaways when I was kind of watching that game and looking at some of the numbers when they came out. Yeah, I mean, something's definitely up. Let's say that. Something is definitely up. Now, I don't know what that something is specifically, but but something's definitely up. And, uh, you know, it's not... It's not looking good. Let's say that. I'd like to see what, what Mike Williams' uh, target prop is going to come out on. But look, at dating back to, to week six, five targets by week, five targets, five targets, six targets. Typically, you don't catch all of them either. So, uh, you know, yeah. if, we, if, we see, if we see a five and a half uh, number, which we very well might, I mean, 
I'm looking at I'm looking at under on that if this trend continues. Yeah, absolutely. I don't. Do if, you have any analysis on the Chargers? With like, what is going on with them? Here's here's what I will say. And and so in the NFL, coaches get fired quickly, right? And so when you bring in the new coach. Typically, you're bringing in a coach for his own culture, but you're also bringing them in so that you could try to win more football games because you believe that this coach is going to not only bring a culture, but a winning culture. Well, that's all well and good, but it still takes players, which the Chargers have. But what what I'm more interested in is, we had, you know, Mr. Lynn there, Coach Lynn, who was, you know, coaching pretty well. They were playing hard. They weren't winning games. And it's like, oh, well, he's not managing the games well. Right? Okay, that's fine. And then we bring in uh, Staley, and you're pretty much looking at the same exact team. Nothing's really changed. Okay. Uh, you know, you look at the Lions. Now, I'm using this as an example. They've had um, what's the defensive coordinator for uh, for Philly now? Who, who's the defensive coordinator for Philly? Jim Schwartz. Is that him? We just talked about Jimmy, who's in Tennessee, making an impact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. That's it. Thank you. I said, I said Philly, Tennessee. Thank you. Well, you, but, had, you had my brain going because first I'm like, wait a minute, is he talking about Matt Patricia who flopped in Detroit? Remember? No, no, so, no, no. Okay, but, but Matt Patricia did flop. Better as a coordinator. Okay, right. Patricia, we had Schwartz, and here's what I'm saying: Schwartz had him playing hard, weren't winning games. At some point the organizations have to start looking within. Do do you understand what I'm saying? At some point we have to quit blaming the coaches and you have to look at the players and you got to look at the organization and say, what are we doing as an organization? Right? Because you got Justin Herbert who is arguably the best quarterback out of that draft. And perhaps not even arguably he's the best quarterback out of that draft. You've got Keenan Allen. You've got Mike Williams. You got Mike, whatever he is, Williams. That's our new nickname for him. You, you've got defensive pieces. You got Austin you've, Eckler. You've got Austin Eckler. You've got a tight end in Jared Cook. Sir, Jared Cook's not elite, but he's good. He's not dead yet. Right. He's good. <laughs> yeah. Um. They've got. Uh, not Nick Bosa, but Joey Bosa. Like th- they've got pieces, right? Why can't this team seem to find a way to win consistently? I think it's an organizational issue. I, I think we got to quit blaming the coaches in this. Like when you look at the Browns, we don't blame. We don't really blame the coaches. We blame the Browns because that organization has been terrible. Fifty quarterbacks and five seasons, 50 coaches in five seasons. 
And the Chargers might be on their way to that, Luch. I'm, I'm looking at this organization, and they had, uh, like I said, they've got um, Staley now. Lynn was before. There was another coach before that that I think wasn't there too long. The turnover is happening. The organization's got to start looking at itself. All right, I'm done. No, you make a, you make a really good point. I'm glad we get to talk some X's and O's and some organizational stuff here and mix it in with some DFS and some prop talk because uh, things go hand in hand. Uh, let me ask you this, because, of course, we're going to spend a lot of time on the Chiefs and, and the Cowboys, and we can kind of intertwine. Can I go down one more rant about organization? You can Please. go on as many rants as you want. You have a Discord channel. You, you can basically do whatever you want. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm not blended. So I can't do whatever I want. <laughs> talk However, l- last rant. Because if I'm going to talk about bad organizations, I'm going to talk about good organizations. Two come to mind. Three, really. Three really come to mind. But one is going to seem more controversial than the other because they typically field average teams. And the second one is kind of starting to field average teams consistently now. But three organizations come to mind. Love them or hate them. Number one, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Pittsburgh has built its brand on winning football and consistency, right? You don't have to worry about who the coach is going to be in Pittsburgh. It's Mike Tomlin. Love love Mike Tomlin or hate Mike Tomlin. You can say whatever you want about maybe him needing to leave. Pittsburgh understands that in the grand scheme of NFL coaching, it's very hard to find, one, a motivator of men, and two, someone that's going to help lead a football team. Mike Tomlin's that guy. Okay? Two. And so Pittsburgh does it their way. Two, New England Patriots. Yes, Tom Brady and Bill Belichick built a culture, but, but let's talk about why it's so good. Whatever the culture is in New England, Everybody goes there and buys in. You're not allowed to not buy in, right? If you decide, hey, I don't want to buy into the New England culture, no problem. We'll cut you. We'll release you. You can go wherever you want to go. And yes, Tom Brady is gone. I get it. But we see with Matt Jones that they've got a culture in place, a system in place, a winningness about themselves that even though they may have a rookie quarterback, you can see the culture, right, of New England starting to run through that team. That's two. Three. And this is the one I said, well, they've got their culture, and it might be a little bit more controversial because they're, they're typically field average football teams. Hold on. Let me, let me guess here. Hold on. They got their culture, and they field average football teams. Got their culture and they let me go out on a limb here. They typically field average football teams in the past decade or so, correct? NFC, correct? NFC North, uh, no, my colder is playing the hot cold game. We're, we're in, we're in NFC, not the North though, okay. Um, typically field average football teams. Well, I'm thinking about a couple of cold. My, so my initial guess was the Chicago Bears. 
because they have nope. they have that historic uh you know they have that integrity the but trust tradition. me i don't i don't think their culture is as strong as this one okay um uh, the dallas cowboys correct ah, yes the dallas love them cowboys. or hate them the Cowboys have a culture. The definition of average. You said that word average. My brain didn't and right and here's away. the thing: they want to win. They've just been fielding average football teams. This year, they may be getting away from just average and getting into the upper echelon of the NFC. Say what you want about Mike McCarthy. This team did not do as well under Jason Garrett. These are the facts. They did they did this well once. We're going to see if McCarthy can have some repeat success. But you have to put some respect on the Cowboys' name in terms of their culture, right? And, and, and here's something else the Cowboys don't do, Luch. They don't fire coaches after one season, right? That's not what they do. See? Listen, say what you want about Jason Garrett, average, whatever. They gave him his chances to be successful, right? They didn't write him off there for a season, two seasons, three seasons. They gave him his chances. The successful organizations give the coaches their chances to be successful. And I'm telling you right now, Chargers are headed down a dangerous road, right? Dangerous the Lions are about to be the new Cleveland Browns. Cleveland, I think, may have found something with Stefanski, but guess what? Doesn't matter. If they lose this season, he could be out. That, that's probably an exaggeration, but we know who the Cleveland Browns are. The Jaguars, coach turnover, right? The Giants are starting to enter into heavy coach turnover. You see? Start looking at these teams. They're not going to win like that. There aren't a whole lot of Sean McVay's out there that are just, you know what I'm saying? It takes something to be a head coach. Anyway, all right, I'm done. I've hogged it up enough with my culture talk. It's necessary. It's refreshing on this Tuesday of starting the Daily Fantasy Hour. Daily Fantasy Sports, 80 hours of research week. 700 hours of podcast listening. I listen, to, I listen to mine on 10X, you know? I just want to get as much, much info in my head as I can get. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Listen, the Kansas City Chiefs found something. I don't know. Are they back or are they not back? But they found balance. And while I may not be talking run-pass balance, they spread the ball out. Good things happen. Against the Raiders, Tyreek Hill had a 20% target market share. Travis Kelsey had a 20% target market share. Darrell Williams, who has been a pleasant surprise, 18% target market share. And he mossed a safety in the end zone, by the way. He did. Byron Pringle, 10%. Demarcus Robinson, 8%. Nicole Hardman, 6%. The ball was not being forced. And the numbers are not lying. 
And that <laughs> team is even more dangerous when the ball's getting spread out a little bit here. As good as Tyreek is, Chief, as good as Kelsey is, and they made their plays. They did their damage. But when you keep them honest, and I'm willing to throw the ball in the end zone to Noah Gray. I'll check down to Demarcus Robinson and take five yards. Oh, there's Jerick McKinnon. Bloop. I'll throw for four yards instead of throwing a pick. Look what you get. How much of this do you think was the Raiders not sticking to the blueprint to slow down Kansas City and Kansas City figuring something out? I think it was more of Kansas City figuring something out, like 75-25, and maybe just a little less stubbornness, finally, slowly, from Patrick Mahomes, and dare I say even a little bit up from Andy Reid, because he still saw some flashy Andy Reid stuff, but I think that was a big maturity game for Patrick Mahomes. Uh, you've seen the tape. You've seen you've seen the the first half of this season, uh, and you saw it. You know he was able to get away with some things in the past. Hold on to the ball forever. Throw it deep. Always wants the home run because he's more than capable of throwing any pass in the league, and he has two guys who are more than capable of making any catch in the league. But you saw him take what the defense gave him more than probably he was willing to at any other game this season. I think, Chief. Trusting the guys like Byron Pringle, trusting Jarek McKinnon, trusting Darrell Williams, who, dare I say, for Clyde Edwards-Hilaire season longers, that might be an even split moving forward when Edwards-Hilaire comes back because Williams has been phenomenal. They have a little bit of a formidable run game finally. Yeah, he's been good. You know what? You might be right. Maybe the Raiders got away from the exact blueprint, but also with the way that game started, they had to start taking taking some chances. That that game did not begin the way it needed to for Oakland, I think, too. They they, they, they were stale right off the rip. They were stale. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I don't, I don't disagree at all. That being said, <laughs> let, let's look ahead. Recipe for success. Yes. Uh, there's going to be a lot of chalk in this Dallas-Kansas City game, DFS-wise, uh, and rightfully so. 55 and a half total we have right now in that game. Obviously, it's a, a doozy, a whopping total. These teams had some of their crisis games behind them already. Dallas had theirs against Denver. Uh, they obviously had their injury scare with Dak. <laughs> Kansas City might have had a few crisis games, uh, but they showed enough throughout the year that the offense still was uh, in pieces, the offense that we were accustomed to seeing. First of all, let me put you on the spot. Who wins this football game on Sunday? I'm going Dallas. I think Dallas has been the better team overall. And uh, I I do think Dallas has playmakers on the defensive end that could make this tough on Mahomes. Um, Michael Parsons has been great. Yeah. Yeah. Rookie. I think – I think if Dallas is able to – here's the thing. Dallas can play both styles of football, which really makes them interesting, right? Like, they can take the air out of the football and and absolutely go to town against Kansas City with Zeke Elliott and Tony Pollard. And then they can absolutely 
chunk it downfield, which has been a weakness for the Kansas City Chiefs. They've got both complementary pieces of football. I think it's going to make it really tough on this Kansas City defense. And that's where I stand. Well, the big thing to me that stood out in the Chiefs-Raiders game, and I think this is a testament of Mahomes getting the ball out, a lot of talk about this Raiders front as well. Max Crosby, I believe, leads the league in quarterback pressures. Um, and a, a bunch of his friends up front there. They got Yannick Ngakwe and company. No sacks. No sacks against the Chiefs on Sunday Night Football. That, that's my biggest macro takeaway from the simple layman's box score. Of course, there's a million different advanced metrics and stats you can look at. But no sacks on Patrick Mahomes. So the line was able to hold up a little bit more. Of course, Mahomes did a little bit running around. But that is big. Dallas, on paper, is the more complete football team. You're absolutely right. Absolutely right. They can run the ball with two backs now. They have playmakers upon playmakers on the outside. And I guess just for a good podcast take, I'm going to go with the Chiefs at home to see if I'm right. And maybe this is some momentum for Kansas City. And I tell you what, if they get their mojo back, that's not a team I want to see in the playoffs is, is the Kansas City Chiefs. But they have to stay take, balanced. Hot take. Let, no, no, you go ahead. You they go have ahead. to stay balanced. And... uh I just think it's going to be a very telling football game for both teams. You know, if it's a competitive game, three, two, three point game, like Vegas you know, predicts, then I think it's kind of encouraging for both teams. Even, even, even the team that comes out with a loss, if this game is competitive, I think the chiefs will be okay, but I think they might win. I'm going with Kansas city, but I'll probably be losing sleep over that all week. Go ahead, chief. So, Here's my hot take. Kansas City does not make the playoffs. Might might not be as hot of a take as we think. But, you know, as it stands right now, what's Kansas City's record? Four and five? Six and four? Mm. Here's the problem. They don't have a tiebreaker over the Bills. They don't have a tiebreaker over the Titans if they start fall if they start you know, head to head. We're talking. Um, oh yeah, yeah, my bad. I was looking at something else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But those are two of the bigger problems. They don't have a well. They still have a game left against the Chargers. They're going to need that one, right? Um, they lost to Baltimore. They lost all these head to heads, Chief. That is could come back to haunt them. You're absolutely right. Yeah, six and four, six and four. And they get the Cowboys this week, and they can be six and five. And they get the Broncos, who they should beat, and they'll probably be six and six. Raiders may be in payback mode, but if the Chiefs are rolling, I'm not going to take the Raiders, them to beat the Raiders. We'll have to see where the Chargers are. They, they close it out with Bengals, Broncos. So either way, like, like I understand they could very well still get in. And mainly, I think they'll get in because the Raiders might poop this division away. But if the Raiders don't poop the division away, is Kansas City still going to get in? 
I mean, clearly they'd have to split. Um, you know, they've already lost to the Chargers once. If they lose to the Chargers again, forget it. And the Chargers are at home this time, but you see the Chargers are kind of faltering. But I'm sticking by my hot take, though. Kansas City doesn't make the playoffs. They might be behind the eight ball if they drop this game to Dallas. A little bit even more. Well, the thing is, the only way they get in is if the Chargers legit have a meltdown. Because the Chargers have already beat them once. And if the Chargers beat them again, because here's the other thing that the Chargers have working in their favor. They've already beat the Raiders. Correct. If the Chargers beat them twice and win on the road in L.A., the Chargers are going to win this division. As, as crazy as that sounds, it's can the Chargers beat Kansas City twice and split with the Raiders? Or, or, you know, or beat the Raiders twice. If they beat the Raiders twice, it doesn't even matter if they lose to Denver. Denver's not better than these other three teams. I feel like the Chargers are having an identity crisis. And they're going fi- <laughs> to have to figure out who they are quickly. I feel like the Raiders know who they want to be, but they're not who they think they are. They don't have the person. They just are not good enough, I don't think, to be who they think they want to be. The yeah. Chiefs have the talent to to remain that ide- with that high octane offense identity and just do enough defensively. But I, like I said, I think it comes down to Mahomes growing up a little, swallowing his pride, not looking for the home run as much. And I think he started doing that against Oakland. Fantasy wise, let's talk about this game for DFS since it is a DFS podcast. By the way, for sure. By the way, is seventy one hundred too cheap for Travis Kelsey since he is resurrected? Tyreek Hill, 8,200 on DK. Is Clyde Edwards-Hilaire going to come back? I don't know. It's anyone's guess. Darrell Williams is 5,400 coming off a monster game. Pat Mahomes is the fourth highest-priced quarterback. Dak Prescott right behind him. We don't have any running back over 9K on the DK slate, Chief. It's going to be easy. It's going to be easy to get your spend-ups is where I'm getting at. You know how this goes. You play Kelsey every week during the regular slates. He doesn't get there. And then he takes a showdown slate and crushes you. And he's going to come back this week and have five catches for 30 yards and a touchdown. I'm kidding. I really am kidding. I think he's going to be fine. Um, but uh, all in all, Kelsey at 7,100 is just fine. Just fine. The other side of the ball, C.D. Lamb had one hell of a game. Again. Also, Michael Gallup is back. 15% of the target market share. But 35% of the air yard market share. Let me whisper that one more time. Michael Gallup had 35% of the team's air yard market share. (laughs) He is my sidecar piece of this game. If I'm running a little game stack, I hope that ownership will just be low enough. on Michael Gallup that I'm going to incorporate him into some of these builds this week. Talk to me about this side. Obviously there's a million different ways you can go with some Dallas builds. Do you have a preference here on this beautiful Tuesday morning? Well, I mean, as you can see, 
Dak is 7,200. And I I do think they'll need Dak, Dak here. As you can see, Zeke is Zeke's been priced up to 7,700 for this spot. Zeke hasn't been this much all season. And in this spot, they've got him priced at 7,700. Unbelievable. Is this the onslaught spot, right? Where you take Dak, you take Zeke, and you take like Amari Cooper or CeeDee Lamb or Michael Gallup. Like, is this one of those onslaught spots, right? Is this the week that Dalton Schultz is going to, you know, kind of come back to life here? Only had two targets last week. Is this the week? Inquiring minds want to know. I do think this is this would be the onslaught week, though, for me. So now you're I, saying I, they're going to blow the doors off the Chiefs. No, I'm not saying they're going to blow the doors off. I'm saying they could score 28 points and Dak, Zeke, and a receiver could get there. Very true. You know, uh, I think this game is going to be competitive. I think points will be available on both sides. Ultimately, I think the Cowboys will prevail. Right now, it's the only game on the main slate with a total higher than 50 the only one arizona and seattle has a 50 total we know where the ownership's gonna go on sunday take that for what it's worth you want to fade that game entirely be my guest Mm -hmm. am i gonna fade that game entirely i don't think so (laughs) but i understand yeah we should talk about that raiders Bengals game because it does have a 49 total. And guess what? That's not much different than where we are already. You're right. You're right. You know? And Joe Burrow, 6,600 coming off a dud. Had the bye week. Got to hang out a little bit, regroup. I like the spot, Chief. I like the spot a lot. Talk to me a little bit more here about the Bengals and the Raiders. This game could very well end up not being sneaky by by the end of the week. And that's already how I'm feeling about it right now. Like, because people are going to try to find pivots off this Dallas Chiefs game. And, uh, I mean, this game just screams, hey, play me, play me, play me, right? Could very well be that game again. Uh, Another sneaky game, I think. It's Miami and the Jets. Uh, Wow. If Tua gets to play Mike White here, one of these quarterbacks could go off for 25 fantasy points. We're going to have good prices on them. And not to overlook the Bengals Raiders, but I know I've already touched on that one. But Miami and the Jets, early shootout spectacular, I think. I, I think that could be the early game where people overlook and they just say, ah, you know, and you got two quarterbacks and a handful of receivers on both sides that could possibly get the job done. You know, if you're getting uh, Jalen Waddle in this spot, right. Sh- should have a fair amount of targets against the jets. He's 5,600. You go on the other side, you got Elijah Moore and Crowder and all these guys. Devontae Parker's not playing. Will Fuller's not playing. 
Uh, so Waddle in the game and Jacecki at 52. I mean, Jacecki, first of all, he had seven targets last week and zero catches. That's a phenomenon in and of its own in the time space continuum. Uh, yeah. you, you, you're telling me Mike Jacecki gets seven targets against the Jets and doesn't pull up num- doesn't put up numbers? I don't think so. Interesting. And you're right, two of 5,500, super cheap. And Jalen Waddle, sneaky spot for Jalen Waddle, 5,600. I mean, you can build with some of these cheap little stacks and have some pieces of one of the popular games if that's the route you're going. I totally get it. Man, I thought we were going to get more Odell Beckham tonight. Jesus. Didn't get anything from the Rams tonight, buddy. Ugly. All right, sorry. Sorry for that other sidebar. <laughs> um, listen, man. What are you doing with Cam Newton? And what can you advise the public to do with 5,100 Cam Newton? Like, what's... I mean, Cam was 5,100. Not 5,100. I mean, Cam uh, came in basically for two plays and <laughs> scored 11 fantasy points. All right, not two plays, but you get my point, right? I mean, <laughs> rush for a touchdown, three rushing attempts, 14 yards in a TD, three for four passing, eight yards in a TD. I mean, just <sighs> – you know, you know, if Cam and they did say it's looking like he's pushing towards starting, they're going to try to work him as the starter. And I just think it's because he's got so much experience, right? Um, if Cam is starting against the Washington football team at 5,100, I think we have to consider it. All it took for Robbie Anderson to get right was Cam Newton. That's all he needed was Cam Newton, right? It's all the industry was called. <laughs> well, I mean, he Cam didn't play a lot. I mean, you know, know. P, P, PJ definitely did his part. We got a win. Let's get another win this week. XFL superstar PJ Walker. Gotta love it. <laughs> Listen, he was, if you weren't playing PJ Washington in the XFL, you weren't doing it right. He was spectacular. Uh, sec- secondly, the XFL will be back. Story for another day. Love the XFL. Yeah. Can they just get someone to sustain it? Since the Tommy Maddox days, my friend. Oh, wow. Watch out. He hate me. Ooh. That was the first XFL. Mm-hmm. With the, uh, the nicknames on the back. Man, can we get Odell, like... You thought they would have put on. Uh, never mind. You guys don't want to hear me rant tonight. I'm actually tilting. I don't do that a lot. <laughs> All right. Looking at some of these other prices, uh, I'm just going to go look at running backs since we covered a lot of quarterbacks. Looks like Aaron Jones is going to miss some time. Uh, DK did a good job of pricing AJ Dillon accordingly at 6,200. Fairly accordingly. Um, so at Listen, least I was going to say that might not be enough. Fairly accord. I mean, at least he's not a free square. How many times did everybody in the industry play Mike Davis at 4K? I mean, you're well aware, <laughs> being the Panthers fan you are last season. Yeah. Uh, so at least he's not a free square. Like, there has to be some thought behind it now. Uh, so that's good. Uh, listen, are, 
okay, we're going to kind of kill two birds with one stone here. Are you willing to just toss out that Seattle Green Bay game that we just witnessed with two quarterbacks coming back, you know, Rodgers at COVID, whatever, Wilson had a staple taken out of his thumb, you know, his issue. Like, is either one of them more – are you worried about Wilson or Rodgers or both or neither? No, I'm not worried about either one of them because Russell Wilson has never been in this offense – consistently high volume, high passing yards. And Aaron Rodgers hasn't really been that either. Aaron Rodgers has been Mr. Magician, but Aaron Rodgers was never a guy that was going to throw for 350 every game. That's not who he is. And I think we talk about him like he's Patrick Mahomes or, you know, um, yeah, let's go with that, Patrick Mahomes. But he's not that guy. Aaron is like his own – He's he he's just a good passer he's a great he's a great quarterback I would say Aaron Rodgers is not electric I think he's situationally electric but because you're right but but you get but you get my point because he's he's not go ahead I'm sorry it goes hand in hand that he's not throwing the ball 50 times every other week right I will say he's a he could be a top five most efficient quarterback of all time efficient oh yeah absolutely absolutely is yeah but but what i'm saying is the media along with you know stephen a smith has now deemed him a bad man aaron Rodgers, (laughs) and that may have some truth to it like you said situationally but all in all aaron Rodgers is I'm going to say this. Uh-oh. Don't throw the tomatoes at me. Uh-oh. He's a glorified game manager. That 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 hits a few Hail Marys on Monday night and Thursday night football. When's the last time Aaron Rodgers has gone all the way to the Super Bowl? Didn't we I just- don't care I don't care if you get in the playoffs every year. If you're the bad man, let's get to the Super Bowl consistently. Yep, we're gonna and guess what we're gonna do? We're gonna blame Mike McCarthy and we're gonna blame Matt LaFleur. See, you see you see how that works? Well, well, on last week's podcast, we did a hell of a lot of blaming on the front office. When's the last time they got him some more help though, Chief? Oh, he got he's got Randall Cobb back. They got his guy back. Listen, listen. His ring this year. Listen, I will oh, Randall I will, Cobb. I will go on the record and say that he has not had help. And I will also go on the record and say, why in the world didn't they go after Odell Beckham? Like, say, look, Odell, you're coming here. We're not going to go. You're coming here. What does it take? Okay. Now watch this. Comparatively, the baddest man at quarterback is Tom Brady, who got it done with no weapons consistently. And now you can now you see what he can do with weapons in a high octane offense. Didn't win this week, but all in all, Tom Brady, at forty plus years old, is still pushing the ball down the field. How many yards per game is Tom averaging? Is it is it over three hundred? I, I don't have it in front of me. My guess would be around three hundred two. Could be wrong. I'm stalling so you can look this up if you're looking it up. I, I'm actually stalling. 
Uh, and we could probably just look it up on a, on a player card or something. So just uh, keep talking. I'll look it up. I got you, brother. <laughs> keep going. This, this is what it's like, guys. At any rate, look, I don't dislike Aaron Rodgers, guys. I, I like him a lot. But I'm ne- you're never going to hear me call him this massively elite quarterback. So Tom Brady's electric is what no, you're no, saying? No, 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 no. Let me clear that up because I don't want anybody to call me out on this. <laughs> Matt, uh, not Matt, Aaron Rodgers is great. He's fantastic. But he's not electric. And I think the media has made him out to be electric. And that's just not who he is. He's a better version of Alex Smith. Oh, yeah. Don't, don't like that. All one. Right, all right. All right. Listen, I, I, now, don't now like being, that one. I now, now, like now that I'm one. being facetious. Now, now I'm being facetious. Don't, <laughs> oh, I just did that because they yeah. got drafted the same year. That That's, that's all I did. Okay. So don't, don't, you know, don't, don't. Alex don't Smith continuously got the raw deal though. I'll get, I'll, I will say that. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right, how, I'm out. How many yards per game does Tom Brady average in his career? You know, I know what? You, I know this you, is going to be a Chiefs trivia question in the Discord. If you're looking to, if you're listening to this, and I ask this question in Discord, you're probably automatically going to win. So we'll figure out if anybody in Chiefs prop shop listens to Food for Thought. <laughs> well, listen, now, listen, I, listen, I said, listen, listen, I said listen. 302. Listen, listen, listen. I want you to tell me what these three quarterbacks career passing yard per game averages are tell me no no, no. i meant this year not not career oh this year okay this year okay yeah that's what i meant i meant this year All because right. and here's here's why i'm saying this year because this is the first year tom brady or second year tom has had like bruce arians right and bruce arians is a more aggressive coach and so i do want to take that into uh, consideration because that's really what i'm saying about aaron rodgers right mm-hmm. like what did I say? He's at Matt LaFleur. He's at Mike McCarthy. And he's won, but he hasn't got going all the way. So this year, Tom Brady, I, my guess was 302. Higher. That was my guess. And I figured that because I, I can see the box score in my mind. I'm not looking at it. I can see the box score of 350, 360, 212. Uh, 365. You see them? I can see it. So we're taking it higher. Okay. Uh, higher. I was thinking about that song. Your love lifted me. Yeah, that's it. Uh, 325. 318.9. Okay. And Aaron Rodgers, I'm going to take a stab at this. Did you have, did you have Aaron pulled up by chance? Oh, I got it, buddy. Okay. Getting paid overtime this week, buddy. (laughs) <laughs> I would say Aaron Rodgers is averaging 253. Close. 242. I rest my case. I, w- I will say this. Tom Brady has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight seasons where he's averaged at least 280 yards per game. Hmm? How many times has Aaron Rodgers done that? Mm. Two eighty is the magic let's number. Go, 
Let's go 10. You're telling me that Aaron Rodgers has averaged 280 yards per game 10 times? That's Let's fair. go 10. Let's That's go fair. 10. I mean, because this is his, what, 17th, 18th season? So uh, he came in the league in 05, but officially started in 08. So uh, 13, 14, you know, 13 years. 13 oh, okay. Well, years. Well, 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 no. So I won't go with 10 then. Okay. Let's go seven. Survey says he's done it twice. Okay. I'm helping you prove your point here. He has okay. a couple of seasons in the 270s. Okay. Okay. And see, I, what I was trying to do was give him half of the time. And guess he's who, not even doing it half of the time. Guess whose career quarterback rating is higher? It's Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. So everybody. And then, you know what? That's not exactly fair. I mean, Rodgers. Agree or disagree. Okay. Aaron Rodgers is a great. Or spectacular, spectacularly glorified game manager. He's the best to ever do it if you're putting him and, in that category. And that's not a knock on Aaron Rodgers. That's to say we've called it, we've made Aaron Rodgers the media, me included. I'm going to include myself in the media because we've got media things going on here. We've all, with under the, you know, with the influence of Stephen A. Smith on television have talked about the greatness, greatness now, of Aaron Rodgers. And he has been great at times. But all in all, uh, like what, what's so special about Aaron Rodgers versus Jimmy Garoppolo? If at the end of the day, championships are what's going to matter. And, and championships aren't the only thing that matter. Don't get me wrong. But I'm saying, you, you know, when you're one of the greats, like, for instance, Drew Brees is going to the Hall of Fame, Right. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm saying, would you agree with that? Yeah, absolutely. And Aaron Rodgers is going to the Hall of Fame, too, along with Tom Brady and Dan Marino. Right. But and Aaron Rodgers is going in as a game manager, so he only gets a small little section in no, the back, in no, the no, back no. of the Canton show. No, no, no. There's a reason I'm naming these particular particular players. Because and man, this 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 has been a good pod this week. I think it's been a real pod, right? Like this has been a real one. Let's let's like let's take the midseason break from all of the DFS. Yeah, this has and, been a real and one. Hit the reset button, and and we'll talk about the the best game managers in NFL history. <laughs> Here, here's my question: As you were, as you were, and, and I brought this up for a reason. So Aaron Rodgers is going. How many championships does he have? Currently one. Drew Brees is going. How many championships does he have? One. Dan Marino's in. How many championships does he have? Zero. We know Tom is going. Do you think Philip Rivers is going? But why wouldn't he go? Dan Marino got in. Okay. And I think you know where I'm going with this, Luch. Because there's one quarterback that may be the most controversial does he get into the Hall of Fame of all time <sighs> multi championships do we have to go there tonight we do we do multi championships multi i, I know and and, I and know. people are on the fence and Aaron Rodgers is guaranteed to get in <laughs> Oh man! Come on, do you see where I'm going with this? I, I we're if, already winning, there. if which, which is going to matter more in the end? Is it the winning, or is it the glorified greatness? Which one is it? 
we can say all we want about, well, he had a defense that helped him out. He did. He absolutely had one. How many championships does he have, Luch? I want you to please say this for me. On the airwaves, you know who we're talking about. Everybody knows who we're talking about. How many championships does Eli Manning have? He has two. And who did he have to beat in those two? Well. Okay. Well, the Patriots. Well. The Patriots. I'm not, you don't, we don't have to say Tom Brady. We'll say the Patriots. Here's, and, and so that's my question, right? Like, yeah, Aaron Rodgers has been great. And guess what? Look up Eli Manning's numbers. He's got the numbers, too. He was exactly 117 and 117 in the regular season. A 500 quarterback, but has two rings. Now, Mm -hmm. Eli Manning has thrown 20 interceptions in a season on three separate occasions. Eli Manning has thrown for 30 or more touchdowns only three times. Okay. How many times has he averaged 280? The magic number says once. Okay. And how many championships does he have? And how many times can you catch lightning in a bottle in one lifetime? Apparently twice. Apparently twice, my friend. But but what we're saying is this. Does he pay residuals to Mario Manningham, you think? And David Tyree? Does, Perhaps. Do they get the annual fruit baskets on the porch at the wintertime? Perhaps. But here's what I'm saying. Aaron Rodgers only averaged 280 twice. He has one championship. Eli Manning has averaged it once, and he has two championships. You know what they say, Chief? It, take, <laughs> it takes all 11. I'm going to tell you this right now. For everybody that thinks people are on the fence about this, Eli Manning is going to the Hall of Fame. And there isn't anything anybody can do about it. I agree. He's There's nothing the Hall of Fame. we can do. He's getting in. It's a fun game. Yeah. This is, this is a really fun game. Uh, because, you, you know, I'm, I'm looking at part, part of part of the can is he has the hardware. If he doesn't have the hardware, he doesn't get in. Guess what? That's my point. He doesn't get in. I know. I know that's your point. I know he that's is, your point. He is. Because. Or the, was. The, the quintessential. Legacy, he is the leader of the space-time continuum. He is the anomaly. Yes. The Pro Football Hall of Fame. Eli yes. Manning's driving the spaceship and he's crashing it right into planet Earth. Yeah. That, that's exactly what he's doing. The only and it's all going to collide in Canton, baby. It's all coming to a head. <laughs> so legacy and the hardware are a integral part of, of the resume. Listen, folks, we are down the rabbit hole of all rabbit holes, and I hope but you're enjoying. But you got to enjoy it. Much as we're we're going to play. This is one- what you guys want to talk about anyway. Like, come on, this yeah. is the fun part of this. You're only going to watch twelve more shows this week, or listen to fifteen more podcasts, and and hear about these. In- I don't know if Clyde Edwards Hilaire is going to play. It's Tuesday, but let's play the quarterback <laughs> game. Let's play, let's play the quarterback who gets into game. the Hall of Fame. This is fantastic. All right, we're going to do, do one more. I'm giving you let, a, a mystery. Yes. Last thing, last thing. Okay, okay. No, I want you to do this. I want you to do this. Guys, we're getting excited here. Uh, I want you to do this. But, man, I had flashbacks just now of Jimmy G talking to Aaron Andrews because he was talking to Lisa Salters. <laughs> and I, I'm not sure if anybody remembers that when he uh, uh, saw, saw Aaron Andrews and winked. It was like, I'll see you later, baby. 
Oh man. He only does Classic. that after, after big wins, which aren't many. <laughs> yes. Okay. Okay. One more, one more. And we're out. One He's got more. like that confident, you know, people drink a couple beers. They get that confidence juice flowing. He gets a big win. And he starts winking at all the reporters. I mean, come on, Jimmy. Yeah. Can't wait for next week's episode when we talk about what's wrong with the Rams, but stay tuned for the quarterback game because we got Oh, we're more. still in the time space we, continuum. We're the Rams go down to the San Francisco 49ers. All right. Last Here's one for you. I have a yes. mystery quarterback here, and feel free to play at home, folks. Feel <laughs> free to play at home. I have a mystery quarterback here. We're talking about that magic 280 number. I hear you clicking over there. I don't want to see no Googling going on, Will Priester. No, no, no Googling. He has one, two, three, four, five seasons of averaging 280 yards per game. He has at least one Super Bowl. I won't tell you if it's one or more. Oh, say, say it again. He has at least one Super Bowl. And then Ma- what's, the first, what's the first statistic again in terms he, of the yards per game? He has four seasons of 280 plus. Okay, has okay. at least one Super Bowl. He has zero seasons of 40 touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Zero. No seasons of 40 touchdowns. I'm painting a pretty good picture here. In fact, I'll take it a step further. He has no seasons of 35 or more touchdowns. And he's, he's still playing right now. I can't tell you that. Oh, okay, okay. I can't tell you that. Okay. I think that. I think that would give it away. Okay. So the Aaron Rodgers glorified game manager thing was like a little bit of a stretch, but I I understand it. I understand it. He's like stuck between lethal all over media and game. He's like in the tier between he's just so freaking incredibly good at what he does. He's a surgeon. He's a surgeon. This guy I'm talking about doesn't have uh any, any seasons of 35 or more touchdowns. He has a hard, he has hardware. And he has four seasons of 280 plus yards. If if he isn't the best game manager we've seen in our lifetimes, I don't know who is. I don't know who is. Let me say Aaron Rodgers. I feel like he's in between Patrick Mahomes and uh and the reason why I'm saying Patrick is because he's the most recent electrifying quarterback we've seen. I think Dan Marino might have been the guy back in the day, right? And so I feel like Patrick Mahomes would have been between not Patrick Mahomes and Rogers would have been in between in my opinion Dan Marino and let's go Joe Montana that's fair, fair. let's I go there today baby I love it I love it let's let you see what I'm saying it's like right in between those two from the old days in today's game in terms of electric, because Dan Marino was like, he was considered electric, like during his time, like, my gosh, just, okay. So in today's game, I feel like he'd be in between, since we're all still playing, Patrick Mahomes and um, let's go Kirk Cousins. And the reason why I said it, because Tom Brady, in my opinion, has his own category. And I really mean that. Like, he's done it all. Okay, so 280, four times, hasn't gone past 35 touchdowns in a season. But he has some hardware. And he has some hardware. In fact, he averaged 258 yards per game. 
it's definitely not Peyton Manning. It's survey says. Um, I, I'm eliminating some people. Okay. All right. I'm, I'm, I'm eliminating some people. I'll give you. I'll give you one. Uh, one like one throwaway guess, and then and then I'm yeah. calling clock on you for time purposes here on Food for Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. I'm going Steve Young. Not right, but good guess. Good guess. Or do you want one more guess? I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go one more. Uh so yeah, definitely not Peyton. Definitely not Drew Brees. Um, of course not Brady. Not Troy Aikman, I don't think, because I don't think Troy would have averaged that many yards passing. He's thrown for four thousand yards in a season six times. That's it. He's played for a long time now. 16 years. It's looking like Oh wow. 17. Are we near 17? I can't count. It's too late. Too late at night here. Ben Roethlisberger? It's big. No, can't. It's, it's big Ben Roethlisberger. Let me tell you what let me tell you what what threw me off. In my mind, Ben had absolutely thrown for 40 plus, especially in those Antonio Brown Le'Veon years. Right? But he didn't do it. He didn't do it. He didn't. He, he man. Twenty four. Actually, twenty fifteen. Listen to this. Ah, uh, he was hurt that year. Twenty fourteen. He threw for three hundred nine yards per game. Only had thirty two touchdowns. <laughs> but uh, uh, Antonio was there, and so was Le'Veon, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. they just—I mean, because Le'Veon would probably have you know one or two per game on the ground. He probably passed you know maybe no more than two or three per game. I can see it. Like I could see him putting up over 300 yards passing and only having two passing touchdowns most games. Then, then a sprinkle of a game with four. And then Le'Veon, when it gets cold, Le'Veon cranks it up and he has two or three rushing. And Antonio has one receiving and Ben's still throwing for 300 yards, but he's not getting a touchdown. I can absolutely see it. It makes total sense to me in my mind. Now, if you told me Ben Roethlisberger was your – best game manager of all time I, I can understand the theory ben, vintage ben scary dude because he just did not make those mistakes and i think that's where he kind of got a little bit of that manager label but man well, that, that but guy he, here's he the just, thing he just won he was clutch he made all the big throws but look at the support this goes hand in hand with our organizational conversation we had he yes. always had the support he needed every season 90 percent of the time he had a top Top half of the league defense, if not a top ten. Always a had a top ten game. wide receiver. Always had a coach. Couldn't have been a better situation uh, for Big Ben after yeah. after that whole Eli Manning, Philip Rivers draft. We talked about both of them, and you they, know he, yeah. he he waited forever in that first round. And great great uh, ESPN film, by the way, where they talk about that draft. And it was ben, a good draft, like overall. And poor Ben waited forever, <laughs> and you know what? Made a hell. <laughs> He made his situation to one hell of a legacy, but he's got the hardware. He doesn't have electric numbers. He's never thrown for 40 touchdowns, right? And guess what? I would never call Ben electric. Never. You want hear me say, oh, Ben's electric. Here's what I will say. It's electric. Woogie, woogie, woogie. Here's what I will say. In the time-space continuum, I do think uh, check marks along the career matter. Right. So Tom Brady's pretty much done it at every stop in his career. Rookie, you know, a younger quarterback, 
what we can what we thought was his prime and then slightly outside of the prime, right? Tom Brady's done it at every check mark. And so I do understand that there's validity in looking at that, right? Like quarterbacks can become game managers in their older years. Peyton Manning, as an example. Drew Brees, as an example. Now, Phillip Rivers never really, he probably should have, and he just couldn't do it. He's a gunslinger. He just couldn't do it. Like, the inner working most parts of his heart would not allow him to be that. But what Aaron Rodgers has done is win consistently. And that's something I will not take away. He has won consistently every year. The problem is the media has elevated him to a level of greatness in terms of, I guess, winning, but the cha- like he has not achieved the championships, right? And I think for me, what I'm looking at is for Aaron Rodgers to really like be in the upper echelon of quarterback, where are the championships? My rebuttal to you is before we get the hell out of here, folks, is yeah. in the NFL, look at everything we talked about today. More than ever, it's at any given Sunday week. Any given it is. any given Sunday league. Sorry, I'm, I'm tongue twisted there. My dog just got a sweater, which I can't stand for her. I got to have a word with my girlfriend and she's trying to get it off. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, one Super Bowl in the NFL is a lot because it's not a sport based on series. Every other sport, and I get it, it's because of the physical nature and for time purposes, you just can't space these things out. NBA, best of five, best of seven. MLB MLB plays 160 regular season games and then goes, you know, best of seven. Hockey, you play series in the playoffs. For everything to go right, completely right, more than one time for a full season in your career, having one Super Bowl is a lot, which is why I'm fine with the label Aaron Rodgers gets. He has the swag, and which is why it solidifies signed, Sealed, stamped, and delivers Eli Manning into Canton. Whether I like it or not, whether you like it or not, whether anyone else outside of the state of New York likes it, Eli Manning has two Super Bowl rings, and I know you proved that point, point. that's what you were making too. Two is a hell of a lot of hardware in the NFL. You have two Super Bowl rings, you're a borderline legend, and, and that's just the way it is. Hey, listen, we, we may have just solved the time-space continuum Hall of Fame debate on Eli Manning on this show. And 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 we need to get this out to the masses. Folks, tweet at us, hit us up, share your thoughts, right? Like we're not in this thing alone. This is everybody's podcast. We're just on here to get the conversation started. Share something with us. Yeah, that, that was one of our better rabbit holes. We'll we'll get hit you more with some DFS. Uh consider this kind of our bye week since there are so many variables moving into this week with injuries and you know for example just before deandre hopkins is he going to come back if he does he's 6500 why am i going to waste time on it now telling you he's an obvious play you you know (laughs) at 6500 anyway once again if you skip through this podcast 
and got to the good quarterback stuff here, check out the Chiefs prop shop uh, on Discord, and the Chief will be in there this week um, with probably some guest cameos and appearances from from some of us here at RG who are crushing the prop game. So congrats again to you, Chief. And where can the people find you on Twitter to catch up on some of the content you're putting out? Yeah, man, at ChiefJustice06, that's where I am, Uh, you know, Thank you guys for, for hopping in the prop shot. We're going to, it's going to be fun. It, it, it's going to be a good ride and shout out to Dan Bach as well for uh, just, uh, j- just, just giving us this little platform to do something we love. Well, let me take this one out of here folks. And, and thanks again for sticking with us listening. We hope uh, you find some of these debates as entertaining as, as we do. And, Watch me get this little jab in here at the end. So for the game manager, Will Priester, I'm Justin Carlucci. Have a great one, everyone, and good luck.